world is becoming more unglued by the day, local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions, and we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is my guest tonight, Kathy O'Brien. This is the Red Pill Project's Conversations on the Fringe. This is where we talk about those things that are outside of the normal, those things that aren't usually talked about in normal conversation. Those things that are fringe when it comes to conversation. Well, I just keep on repeating the same thing, but that's really what it is. It's the conspiracies. It's the things that make us go, hmm. And tonight we're going to be talking about MK Ultra. This is a topic that uh, I've never really done a show on. And uh, because you know what? I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are qualified to talk about it. But this person right here, Kathy O'Brien, I'm telling you, is highly qualified. Kathy O'Brien is a nationally and internationally recognized U.S. government whistleblower on the subject of MK Ultra mind control and healing from it. Knowledge is our defense against mind control, and Kathy's experience empowers her insight into far-reaching effects of the mind control on society today and what you can do to reclaim, protect, and expand your free thought. In 1995, 
when the U.S. National Security Act was invoked on her testimony for the U.S. Congressional Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Oversight. Her testimony was released through her book, Trance, Formation of America, written by Mark Phillips. The documentary, Trance, the Kathy O'Brien story, if mind, control, uh, if mind Control Human Slavery and the Healing of the Nation was released this year and provides a comprehensive insight into how mind control affects us all and how we can reclaim freedom just as Kathy did. In 1988, intelligence insider Mark Phillips rescued Kathy and her then eight-year-old daughter Kelly right out of Washington, D.C. human trafficking swamp. Using methods gained in mind sciences, he taught Kathy how to remember what she'd been programmed to forget and reclaim control over her own mind and life. These methods are detailed in her book, Access Denied for Reasons of National Security and PTSD, Time to Heal. Together for 30 years, Mark and Kathy would speak out globally to raise awareness on human trafficking and the corruption permeating the highest levels of government. Mark's untimely passing in 2017 would lead Kathy into the next chapter of her journey. In order to cope with the loss of her hero and soulmate, Kathy reapplied methods in PTSD time to heal and consciously chose to complete their shared life's purpose by asserting her strength of spirit and raising awareness on truth that makes us free. Kathy, that is an incredible bio. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, I've searched for people out there to do a show with pertaining to MK Ultra because it's just one of those tough, touchy topics. It it expands around such a large time frame, right? We have the beginning we have the mid mid World War II when the first experimentation began. We have Project Paperclip going into the nineteen fifties when the original MK Ultra operate uh, Project MK Ultra actually began here and it went from experimentation to an actual project. And then we have the unfoldment of that through the sixties, through the seventies, through the eighties, and then the quieting down of it in the nineties. Um, and a lot of people claim this stuff, but you are the real deal. And I mean, I saw you on Mel K. We were just talking about this. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I, I texted Mel. I'm like, I got to get her on. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll hook it up. I'm like, okay, great. And so, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Much appreciated for everything that you're doing in the, in the essence of truth. Um, and feel free to tell us a little bit about yourself and your story and, and what you got going on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for this opportunity to bring truth to light because like the, the trance movie, which is the Kathy O'Brien story. It's about way more than me. It's about human slavery. It's about mind control, healing the nation, because really right now we need to heal the whole world of mind control because MK Ultra mind control has reached its goal of affecting the whole planet. That has been the plan from the beginning for ushering in what Adolf Hitler George Bush and now Joe Biden term the new world order. Mm. And that's the plan. It's a slave society agenda and one where people are to be mind controlled and traumatized to where they're not thinking free. That's happening. Mind control masked as a virus was unleashed on the whole world, traumatized the world, whether we call it mass formation psychosis, brainwashing, whatever we want to call it. The fact is it is a MK ultra plan that has been in place from the beginning and it has been imposed on us all now. Knowledge is our defense against mind control. It's time we all wake up and stop complying with this handful of criminals that are imposing this on us. You know, I, I agree is I, I've been very adamant and very outspoken about this that the war that we've endured for the last 30 years is an information war. It's psychological warfare. Yeah. 
and you know what's been perpetuated towards people with these phones and you know computers and just readily accessible information is the manipulation of that information towards a directive or motive that does not benefit yourself. Um, one thing that I've studied and researched in my life is the occult and then what's known as the esoteric mysteries. And when you start getting into those aspects of magic, there's something known as the principle of cause and effect. And the principle of cause and effect deals primarily with your brain and your mind and your spirit and the integration of those into reality. And one aspect of that is that if information is coming in to your eyes, to your senses, it is being processed by your mind. And if you're not taking that information and utilizing it for your benefit in some way, shape, or form, going out there and creating your reality in a sense, then what's happening is someone else is. And this comes about through what we call the realm of effect. The realm of effect, I like to use this example that if you get a paycheck from an employer, right? If you get a paycheck from an employer, um, you're, you're paid a bribe to forget about your dreams and work for theirs. Because basically what's happening is you are basically taking orders and directives from them. Your actions are derived to benefit them. And you just think that life is normal and you're happy. We're in the sense that our actions are not meant to be reactive to our environment, but instead proactive for the creation of our own environment. And so this is a, one of the hinges of what's happened, I think, to this, this country and this world for at least the last hundred years. Absolutely. No question about it. And, you know, you, you mentioned that financial aspect, and that actually is a component of MK Ultra mind control, because when people are dependent on someone else for their, you know, food and, you know, their sustenance and feeding their families and everything, then they do what they're told to do. And it becomes a form of mind control. Mind control is a sliding scale from the kind of robotic MK Ultra mind control that I experienced to information control, mm -hmm. you know, and to financial mm -hmm. control. And there are so many aspects of it that once we understand and realize it, we'll be able to reclaim and maintain our free thought going forward. 100%. Um... So can you tell me a little bit about your history and kind of what happened to you, a little bit about your story? Yes, I was born into a multi-generational incest-based family in Muskegon, Michigan in um, 1957. And Project Paperclip had already brought over the Nazi and fascist scientists, as you had mentioned. And with them came the information on MKUltra mind control and how to mind control um, not only individuals, but a nation. Mm -hmm. And the basis of a lot of the um, information that I was exposed to in MKUltra Project Monarch, which is a multi-generational um, um, program, it's because the Hitler-Himmler research had found that when children are sexually abused, when they're in an incest-based family, mm -hmm. after three generations, the dissociative disorder, the heightened suggestibility that's developed from trauma too horrible to comprehend, which sexual abuse of a child is, especially while their brain is still forming, because when, if abuse happens prior to age five, while the brain is still forming, then it creates a compartmentalization of memory that is a dissociative disorder, which is exactly what they want for mind control. Well, after three generations, it becomes autogenic. 
Beliefs become autogenic after three generations. Um, thoughts, knowledge base, it's the way um, our brains are structured and how they respond. So when a child is born into a family like that, they're born suggestible after three generations. Whether they're abused or not, that, that, is, that is heightened suggestibility at that point. That's what they were wanting for the new world order, for a compliant you know, robotic society that would do what they're told to do. So that's part of the slave society agenda. And because I was being sexually abused, literally from birth, I was suffering from a dissociative disorder. My father was trafficking me at a very young age to my grandfather's Blue Masonic Lodge, where there were a lot of politicians. And he was also using me in child pornography. And that child pornography was confiscated in the US mails. And at that time, local politician approached my father and told him he could receive immunity from prosecution if he would sell me into MK Ultra Mind Control. Hmm. I mean, look at this. We're seeing already how the justice system has been corrupted for a long time for so-called reasons in national security. They, they're able to allow for pedophilia to happen even back in the very, very early 1960s when this happened, because I was only like three years old. This politician was Gerald Ford. He was a local politician at the time, but he went on to become the unelected president of the United States. He headed the Warren Commission that supposedly investigated the Kennedy assassination. And he's been part of the New World Order. He was part of it all, all along and was responsible for my victimization. As his political career escalated, so too did my victimization until I was used on a White House Pentagon level and was among these, this handful of criminals that are ushering in this new world order agenda. And ultimately I was targeted for it because I was sexually abused as a child. Mm. That's why the pedophile agenda is being pushed so hard right now. That's why all the so-called gender confusion, it's a mind control agenda and our children are being targeted. Now, when we, we deep dive into who, who's doing this, excuse me, we know that there's these groups of people for the longest time who've wished to control humanity, control the masses. Now is probably the best time in, since their inceptions that they've had in the sense of the technological aspect and the societal aspect to actually do that. Um, but when we start getting into this very, very dark conversation of, uh, these types of people, whether they're Luciferian, Satanists, whether they're um, off earth or, or whoever they might be. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on who's really behind this agenda? It's a small handful. That's the good news. And follow the money. And it goes to the same people over and over again. And even when you look in Ford's cabinet when he was president, he had George Bush as head of the CIA. He had Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld. Um, he had Henry Kissinger in as his, his Secretary of State. And of course, they were working on a population control um, back then that is very much a part of this New World Order agenda as well. They want to reduce the human population because it's easier to control smaller numbers 
we are so by far the majority, it's inexcusable. We let them do this, but it's a small handful. And the more you look into it, the more you see how inexcusable it is that we let this dark energy force, this criminal cabal control us. It's only a handful of them. They're like behind the wizard's curtain, pulling levers with their media voice, you know, to appear bigger than they are. And like, there's more of them than, than there are. When really follow the money, it's the same handful over and over again, has been all along. And I was exposed to these perpetrators and their agenda and what it is for us all. I'm so fortunate to have survived to be able to reveal it so that we can all just reclaim our free thought and realize once and for all that it's inexcusable this small handful of dark energy force manipulates our brilliant minds any longer it's it's mm. it's silly of us they only have as much power as we give them only as much power as we let them steal all we need to do is realize our own power and and stop complying and it's over it's so simple but we need to realize what's going on because we're being bombarded with all this information and trauma all the time to keep our conscious minds occupied so our subconscious is manipulated and ultimately um that's what mind control is all about yeah and where do you see this heading? Because we have a, a lot of things happening in the world tonight, and we're not going to get into the story of who's winning or anything like that. But if right. they get their way, if they get their way, how does this progress, and where does this leave humanity? Um, they didn't get their way. They're all, they've already lost it. They've already lost their grip. And the people are waking up en masse. They never counted on this, and they never counted on 2016 that Hillary Clinton would lose the election because she was supposed to usher in the new world order. It's in my 1995 testimony for Congress that that was the plan hmm. Hillary would be in. It's because ever since the inception of electronic voting machines, they have been rigged. The elections have been rigged to deliberately place that these um, those who would participate in this new world order agenda in positions of power and you know, in key places so that they have a lot of influence over our justice system and um, over humanity. So um, we need to know the elections have been rigged for a long, long time. And that algorithm was actually overridden by the sheer numbers that were awake and aware. They never counted on that. They didn't realize that was gonna happen. So we overrode that algorithm and elected a president to represent we the people and our sovereignty and expose not only this new world order cabal, but their funding mechanism of human trafficking mm. because drug and human trafficking has been their funding mechanism all along and it's finally been exposed. That's why when elections were stolen 2020, that the first thing they did was fling the border back open so they could have their funding mechanism back. That was just really important um, to them. We need to realize that because again, our children are targeted. You know, absolutely. So my background, I did just under 10 years in the United States Navy. My first three deployments were to the South Pacific uh, where the AOR that we operated in, we did uh, counter-narcotics and human trafficking interdiction. And uh, 
I've told the story many times of the first time we were about 100 miles off the coast of, uh, of about 300 miles off the coast of Peru. And what happens is basically, and we find this out after, we had DEA agents that came on board to help us process all these kids that we found. But basically what happens is their, their parents um, save up money and sell them to these fishermen who promised to get them to the United States of America for a better life. Sometimes they have family over there, a brother went before them. And so they save about $250 U.S. equivalent, and it takes them a few years to do it. They sell them to the fishermen. The fishermen put them on a barge, like an open roof barge, so there's no roof. This is on the equator, 120 degrees in the air, um, 140 degrees on deck. And they take them out to waypoints to where human traffickers will come in, latch on to the barge, and then pull it in to Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, or something like that. Um, we were out there operating and we came across a barge with about probably about 50 kids on it. And they had been out there for about two weeks and there was, um, you know, mm-hmm. pre- pregnant 13 year olds. There was, um, a few of them were beyond, beyond gone. Um, there is, there is dehydrated, malnourished, you name it. It was, it was rampant there. And we go and we, we get them on board our ship. We start slowly processing them. The DEA agents come on board and they start telling us the story of how these kids make this transit. And basically, seven out of every ten of these barges with these children on it never are found. That the human traffickers don't find them and that we don't find them. And they just perish and those kids go lost forever to the ocean. Um, and so... He says that if they are gathered, uh, they're they're taken to like those shoreline based in Central America, and then they go on a trek upwards towards the American border. And one of the main reasons that they can do this is because the American southern border border is wide open, and so it gives yeah. these parents this false hope that these kids can pass through. Um, you know, when Donald Trump came in, he built the wall. We had a seventy two percent decline of border crossings by human traffickers. Yeah, yeah. And the reason is it's the physical deterrent. Those parents no longer wanted to sell their children into that lifestyle or sell their children to these yeah. fishermen to get them up to the United States of America because they knew it was going to be incredibly difficult for their kids to cross that border. Um, so I praised Donald Trump for that, and it was one of the main reasons I supported him because I'd been holding these stories in for the longest time. I thought everybody in the military had these stories, and nobody did. And I could tell you more stories that are far worse, but, you know, it's – it's a real problem in this world. Yes. You know, it, especially in this country. And people don't understand that your, your government is in on it. CPS, Child Protective Services, is yes. in on it. Absolutely, they're in on it. And access denied for reasons of national security, it tells marks in my journey through a corrupted justice system trying to free my daughter from it because um, they have touch net operations, particularly with the FBI the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, where um, they just put the children right back into the human trafficking rings. And um, the justice system has just been so horrifically corrupted. But it's um, this has been going on my whole life. So um, it's been going on a long, long time. And there are quite a few people who have seen what's going on. There are more of us than there are the criminals that are perpetuating it. And we just need to realize that our voice is suppressed through controlled media, deliberately suppressed. Mm-hmm. Knowledge on mind control and on human trafficking is deliberately suppressed. And it keeps people in the dark because like my owner in MKUltra, U.S. Senator Robert C. Byrd said, um, 
He always said that people don't think to look for this kind of criminal activity. Hmm. And they don't. The average person doesn't, especially when they're working several jobs just to be able to feed their family and they're already caught up in that aspect of, you know, a, a, of, of a slave agenda right there, you know. And then there's, there's those like yourself who saw so much, you know, thank you for making a difference where you could and when you could. And there's so many that, you know, if we all joined together and, and just even joined voices for a minute, we'd realize the vast numbers that we are, but the media, you know, does keep that suppressed and they want to keep people divided so that they don't talk and realize the magnitude of the problem in the situation. Yeah. You know, and go ahead. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. Oh no. Yeah. And the media is one of the biggest problems. I mean, you know, yeah. without the CIA's agenda, out of the intelligence agency agendas. And I mean, this is long. This was thought about and planned and orchestrated for a very long time. And, and it started around the end of World War One. But the, the hijacking of the news and media came about with the creation of the television. Um, yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, we had, uh, what's his name? His name is Philip Farnsworth. Nobody's ever really heard this name, Philip Farnsworth. He's the inventor of the modern day television, the old CRT screen televisions. And he was the inventor of it and he never had one in his house. And he actually basically said, this thing needs to be destroyed. This is going to be utilized as a mechanism to brainwash people. And he was absolutely right. You got to wonder why they started out at 60 and 120 hertz refresh rates. That's the same thing as a a 4-4 beat rhythm in music. It's the same cadence of our, our, our natural frequency rhythms within our brain and of our heartbeat. And basically it puts us into these, these states to where we become very, very receptive subconsciously to any type of command or directive. Yes. Yep. And you know, this started back in the 1930s, this type of research, the Nazis picked up on it. The Soviets picked up on it. Um, Andrew Dulles, who was critical in basically creating world war two, People don't know this. Him and his brother wrote the Treaty of Versailles, which ended World War One and put these massive sanctions on Germany, which eventually Germany went to war, World War Two, with Europe over the sanctions. And that was because of Andrew Dulles. And then he happened to be the top prosecutor at the Nuremberg trial who gave millions or not millions, but he gave thousands of Nazis immunity, including the Nazis in Ukraine, which is quite interesting. But then they helped organize this project to bring over the Nazis into the United States of America. Now, at the time, you had the Office of Strategic Services, OSS, and you had a young lieutenant there by the name of Henry Kissinger, who is also spoke German. And he was one that was in West Berlin and was utilized to go out there and start rounding up a lot of these scientists and these generals and Um, all these other Nazis, and he was one of the critical points within the creation and the formation of all the stuff that we're seeing today, the New World Order. And this evolved. Um, You had Operation Midnight Climax. This was a CIA operation to start dosing American citizens voluntarily with lethargic acid dimethylene, or LSD. And this evolved. We've seen movies on this, but obviously this evolves into MKUltra, um, around, I think, what, 54 is when it started? I, I'm not sure. I know the LSD experiments didn't really um, coincide well with MKUltra itself. I think it was uh, something that was part of it, uh, finding some knowledge mm-hmm. base in, 
being able to manipulate the brain, but they did not use any LSD and MKUltra on the level that I was exposed to. And I was taken to um, NASA, DARPA, military bases and, and all like that. And, um, and LSD was, was not used. It wasn't conducive to keeping the compartmentalization in the mind that they were wanting um, so that aspect, but I love listening to you connect all those dots and the people and bringing it in from, uh, Nazi Germany and that, that the TV made all the difference. Well, he had Walt Disney right in on that yeah. from the get go. And that was very deliberate. The manipulation, the subliminal and subconscious manipulation was a promotion of pedophilia from the get go. And it was for the purposes of creating a mind control society. Um, and the multi-generational effects of, of that on the, the human mind. And so Walt Disney's been complicit in this all along. And finally, people are realizing it, you know, that there's, they're, now they're blatantly promoting uh, pedophilia and all the transgender aspects. And the entertainers that come out of Disney, like, whoa, you know, they're so um, obviously MKUltra. And people are starting to recognize it. So um, over time, people have finally gotten it. But in order to effectively, you know, deconstruct this plan and and bring back um, life the way that it's intended to be, where we have our freedom, our free thought, free will, soul expression, strength of spirit, um, ability to live our life's purpose um, in harmony and peace and, you know, evolutionary direction that's intended, we need to uproot this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And to uproot it, we've got to know the facts that the ones that you just pointed out. That's just absolutely brilliant. And it's so refreshing to me to hear, to hear someone connecting those, um, those important pieces. When we look at Gerald Ford's cabinet, again, you know, going back to that, he was kind of put in the position of president as a reward for covering up the Kennedy assassination. Mm -hmm. The Kennedy assassination traumatized the nation and Kennedy was going to expose the cabal. He was going to dismantle the CIA and the, the whole aspect. So they had to get rid of him and they traumatized the nation in the process. And people, when you say Kennedy assassination, everybody sees the same image. The TV replayed repetitively over and over again to program that trauma into our minds. And once our, our brains are occupied, our conscious mind is occupied with that trauma and freezes in fear, our subconscious is wide open to being easily led. And that's when this cabal took a deep control on the United States was with the Kennedy assassination. Ford was actively involved in, yeah. in that, that whole thing. Well, then you look at his cabinet. He also had Jack Valenny as his press secretary. Jack Valenny was head of the Motion Picture Association of America and decided what we were going to see on our TVs and what news we were going to get. So you just get one key person in one key place that you know is put in position, and you've got a manipulation that reverberates on and on, and it becomes not only far-reaching but goes on for generations as planned. So, you know, when we understand that aspect, we'll be able to diffuse this um, mind control agenda. Yeah, and you know, I, I wanna touch on a few things you said there because you light up my brain when you start talking. So I'm like, oh my God, I remember, I, I'm, I'm a, I got a photographic memory, but it's more of a patternized photographic memory. So when people say certain keywords, like long shoots of thoughts come out and like, 
they start intertwining and it's the weirdest thing in the world. But yeah, so but Alan Dulles, firstly, was a tranny. He cross dressed as a woman. Yes. People who don't know this, he was definitely one hundred percent a pedo. For people who don't believe that Walt Disney was uh, Disney was basically produced to be a pedophilia network, I, I ask you to go out there and start rewatching all those cartoons you watched when you were younger, um, especially Peter Pan. And this is one that people don't know is Peter Pan. And uh, this is one of the rumors about Peter Pan, but it makes a lot of sense that Peter Pan was a pedo that was stealing kids and keeping them in his secret world like a serial killer, and that Hook and Schnee were actually children that had, had escaped Netherland that were trying to save those children from Pe- uh, from Pedo Peter. And so, and there's many other aspects. Uh, Snow White, all these stories have these these overtones of pedophilia. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. There, oh, yeah, where they go to the, uh, <laughs> the island. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, this is, this is yeah. huge. So, you know, for people, I, I recommend you do your own research on these things because when you do, you'll start to uncover that history is not what you think it is. Um, we went into Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles was the head of the CIA during Kennedy. Kennedy wanted to shut it down through executive order. He wanted to go back to a, uh, a printed dollar with no central bank. They killed him for all this. Uh, we have, um, you mentioned trauma. And this is interesting because you said that the correlation between LSD and MKUltra kind of diverged around the 1960s where LSD became yeah. more of a cult phenomena that was revolutionized by bands like this one right here and Hyatt Nashbury in San Francisco, right? Um, and, and that was actually the CIA's test. They were going out there producing the LSD. Yes, They're getting it, it was their test. But they wanted, the help, they wanted people to become more open-minded and not indoctrinated. And the reason why is because when people become very, very free and open-minded, when an induction of trauma happens to them, something incredible happens. They become more receptive during those points of trauma, looking up towards an authority figure to save them. And if you look at what you were saying there, trauma, is that's exactly it. Right after 1962, we go into Vietnam War. We're coming out of Korea. We're going right into the Vietnam War. Then we have financial crises all through the 1970s. Then the 1980s, we have the Cold War coming to a peak. Then the 1990s, you know, everything kind of hampers down, but technology is ramping up, and all this stuff is being produced by Hollywood and formulated trauma into violence and action into the movie theaters. And then 2001. And then from there, it's just been consistent two decades of massive trauma imposed on human beings. And so, you know, human beings have been living in the state of deer in the headlights for a very, very long time. And when you're sitting there and you have the cortisol and the adrenaline keep on going because you're in the state of trauma, you're in the state of fear, of perpetuated fear, your higher cognitive functions decline. You don't use them, you lose them, and they decline, and they rescind. And what happens is, is your subconscious mind enters the delta, the theta, and the alpha state, and becomes more and more, or sorry, the beta and the the delta state, more and more receptive to external influences. It goes back to that thing of cause and effect. And this is exactly what we've seen here for the last, what, 50, 60 years, is massive trauma being induced within society over and over, continually yeah. again, within families on the local, the state, the federal level. And then from there, the manipulation of those minds through controlled media and information dissemination. Exactly, exactly. And when people understand that trauma is the basis of mind control, you know, then we understand why trauma is being imposed on society 
the way that it is. You know, when we look at mind control masked as a virus, what effect that had on people. And then they started doing what they were told, you know, to shelter at home. And while we sheltered at home, we watched our cities and livelihoods burn, you know, and, and nobody was doing anything about it because we were hiding behind our masks, sheltering at home, watching TV as they expected we would, so that we would watch their ticker tape numbers of the death count. You know, that in reality, the um, national annual death toll never rose. It's just that they played with the numbers and, and the deaths and, and had people looking at the ticker tape. So then they thought it was, well, you know, do or die. They're told to stand six feet apart or, you know, to the subconscious mind, six feet apart or six feet under, you know, that's a do or die. Hmm. That becomes a do or die program. So um, it had a it had a really strong effect on people in in so many ways. And yet it gave a lot of people insight into um, what mind control is. It started waking people up and it's because they overplayed their hand when they told people to shelter at home so that they could you know, be bombarded with TV. They didn't take into consideration what happens in the brain when we break our routine patterns. If we break our routine patterns, it causes the brain to fire in new ways and actually opens neuron pathways and got people thinking. Then they started talking to their children and found out what they were being indoctrinated with in the school system to march to new world orders. Didn't know anything about our constitution, didn't know anything about the, the laws and freedom, didn't know anything about economics. You know, how else could they bring in a slave society, you know, um, financial control agenda that they are if, if kids had that knowledge. So parents were finding that out and going, what in the world, you know, and started asking questions. That just woke people up. And that's this, the cool thing that I have been watching now, um, really since the 90s, because they, when global education went into the school system, people were catching on to it then. Mm -hmm. They were catching on to the trauma that was being imposed on society. When people would take a stand against um, these new world order, the United Nations, the um, groundwork of NAFTA with the open borders and the drugs and the human trafficking, CIA's involvement in um, cocaine ops. They, people knew that and they were waking up and they were outraged. And every time they would, the militias would start forming and you know people were really coming around in the um, early 90s, then another trauma was imposed. And we had the Oklahoma City bombing, Waco, Ruby Ridge, all these traumas after traumas and every time the media said it was a malicious attack. Because if they use the word malicious to the subconscious, it's the same as malicious. Mm. And then it was the malicious that did the attack. And they did this reversal because they always do reversals. It's the way they control. It's the, what I call a satanic reversal, but it's a manipulation of the subconscious mind. Yep. So now they have stepped that game up considerably when you look at the onset of uh, video games and the conditioning that that has done for violence and causing, because it was like military training too, for point and shoot without taking time for critical analysis or, um, you know, you don't want compassion to creep in in a situation like that, needed them to point and shoot. They were trained with um, the video games in, back in the 80s, and then they became part of society and training the kids to that. 
and the, and the violence is just being deliberately triggered in society to keep people back under control because now that they went with covid delta you know that really ticked me off because i knew the whole thing was mk ultra anyway but when they they came out with all these different um covid things uh people weren't buying it anymore they came out with the the money pox one and nobody bought into that at all you know and so they, they they lost control of the people through that fear so now we're getting bombarded with mass shootings everywhere you know in order to um in its attempt to take back control of the people it's not working people are onto it they're realizing that trauma is the basis of mind control they're shutting off tv they're walking away from video games they're even walking away from um, social media to a large degree and they're starting to research for themselves and and think freer it's um it's an amazing thing to watch happen to see people waking up on a grand scale i always wished for this i've wished for this my whole life and and seeing it happen, you know, I'm I'm really excited about it, and I'm I'm just you know wanting to hand everyone the the keys to be able to reclaim and maintain their free thought, just like I did. Because if I can heal from the torturous, structured, strategic MK Ultra mind control that I experienced, we all can heal. I mean, there's we all yeah. can reclaim yeah. our free thought, strength of spirit. We can all have our inner peace and smile again. You know. You touched on a lot of important things there, and I want to get into the healing aspect of this. But I also want to talk about um, the the mind aspect because you mentioned kind of like how the Satanists actually do this. Now, um, for me, I, I've been 25 years of investigation, research, um, and, and just in the knowledge base of what we'd consider the esoteric mysteries and occult sciences. Um, and so I, I started talking about this you know, 15, 20 years ago and telling people how they operate, what they, what they are trying to do. And there's something out there called natural law and natural law is think about it as like God's nature, right? God's nature of how God consciously implements all of reality into our universe without being participatory, without actually going in there and saying, you go over here, right? He utilizes these sets of law called natural law. Um, and cause and effect is one of those sets of laws. But basically, whenever you have what they would consider magicians, dark or, or dark black magicians or white magicians, is they have to follow natural law. Because any deviation outside of natural law, you have variations of consequences which give you karmic infliction. Which means that it's going to harm your life and basically your actions can have massive replica- rep- uh, ramifications within your future and, and all these other things. And so you need to basically follow this natural law protocol. Um, what they do then, black magicians, is basically utilizing natural law to influence another person that is deviated from natural law to where they're making the mistakes themselves and influencing that other person's reality for their own benefit. And so basically utilizing mind control or the utilizing the understanding of knowledge above another person to influence yeah. that person to keep on doing bad things to take that karmic infliction in their life and then produce effects which benefit that person's life but are ancillarily, ancillary to that, um, the, the original target's uh, actions, right? And so this is why we see Satanists go out there and they always tell you what they're going to do before they do it. They always announce to the world, hey, we're doing a uh, 1992. I remember this one. 
There's going to be a terrorism drill at the World Trade Center buildings. Stay clear that day of the World Trade Center buildings. And the guy that actually they the FBI hired to go do this drove the van in during the trainer exercise, and the bomb went off, but it didn't go off fully, and he was arrested for terrorism. The same thing happened in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma City bombing. You know, Timothy McVeigh, I don't know if he was guilty or innocent, but I think he was a patsy. I think that they were taking, him and Nichols were taking part in a an exercise, prior military, prior intelligence connections, taking part in an exercise. They went in there, they go in there, and we knew that there was a there was a, a terrorist exercise going on that day, and then boom, the building blows up. 777, the subway bombings, or the subway bombings in London. That was the same day as a terrorist exercise was happening in those same subways and those same trains on that same day. And so these people tell us exactly what they're going to do before they do it. And so it was a great point that you made there because they're also projectionists. They'll take what they're doing and they'll blame you for it. And they'll persecute you for the things and the crimes that they've done. (laughs) You just, you laid that out so well. Mark always used to say that uh, magic is unexplained science. And you like just kind of lay it all out there, you know, and and connect those dots just so brilliantly. And it's so refreshing to hear that. Um, that way because it takes the superstition out of it. That was another thing Mark would say that was so wise is superstition begins where knowledge leaves off. Mm. We need to have the knowledge. And then all of a sudden we understand what this plan is and why they're doing it and how they're doing it and going about it. When um, Mark, who is in, Mark is in intelligence. He was an intelligence insider working the highest levels of mind sciences. He was a spook. He wore every hat, you know, I mean, he could be whatever agency he needed to be, to be in whatever place that, that he was working at the time. He was absolutely brilliant. Mark is the hero who rescued my daughter and me out of the swamp in, um, in, in 1988. Um, but when Mark was studying mind sciences at the war college psychological warfare division Mm -hmm. um he was wanting to preserve the sanctity of free thought that was his focus and his goal and lieutenant colonel michael aquino who's the founder of the occult temple set proliferating on our military bases was there studying how to use satanism and occultism as a trauma base for mind control to be able to manipulate the our, our military Mm. And um, mind control is used on and by the U.S. military. So, um, of course, it's kept under national security. But Aquino was there and he was my primary mind control programmer in MKUltra. You know, whether it was a DARPA, NASA military installation, it was Aquino because of my Catholic um, upbringing, which is a whole nother, you know, faction of this. But nevertheless, um, he was there studying that. And so Mark and him were um, like arch enemies right from the get-go. Mark was appalled that anyone would be using that kind of trauma to manipulate not only the minds of individuals like myself, but to use it against the whole population for um, ushering in this new world order. Mm-hmm. It is a very dark agenda. It's a dark energy. Whatever name we want to give it, it's, um, you know, it's evil by any other name. The fact is it's low vibration and, you know, we can, we can rise above it. Yeah. But um, Michael Aquino is, um, he never, for all of the Satanism that, that he perpetuated and the evil that he's done in this world, the pedophilia that he's perpetrated, the uh, Presidio daycare scandal and the McMartin scandal that he was caught up in, all of that, um, 
he he didn't believe in the power of Satan. He believed in his own power with the knowledge that he had on how to use that um, fear, trauma to make people feel helpless to be able to do anything against it. That's right. He left the he left the temple of Satan, um, and he he created what's yes, known as the temple of Set. And for those yes. that are wondering what that means, is in the Egyptian mysteries there are three various deities that are primary. This would have been Isis, Osiris, and Horus. Horus being the resurrection of Osiris. Um, and Isis, Isis and uh, Osiris were brother and sister. They had another brother by the name of Set. This would be the biblical Seth as well. Um, and this would also be Hades. This could be attributed to uh, multiple other just different types of gods that rule the underworld. And Set is the one that went in and destroyed Osiris cutting him up into 13 pieces and scattering his body parts onto the Nile River, of which his sister, Isis, his wife, also came in, put him back together, and then that night in the one day of resurrection that he had, he conceived Horus, the resurrection of himself, that was born nine, day, or nine months later. But Set was this deity that, uh, con- that conspired with his 72 disciples, which are the other constellations of the Zodiac, to go in there and kill Osiris. And so one of the aspects of Michael Aquino, and I think Michael Aquino has actually passed away now, um, but one of the aspects of Michael Aquino going out there and creating the Temple of Set was kind of a, a big F.U., to the Osirian um, mysteries that have risen up. So for for all the people out there who are listening, don't hate me, but the majority <laughs> of all religious contexts, the Abrahamic religions, um, all of the f- philosophical um, dogmas that are out there are all Osirian-based, Osirian-based, so Osirius types of religions. This is why we have obelisks. This is why Washington, D.C. is basically a temple worship to Osiris. Um, And so I think Michael Aquino in his thinking of the creation of the Temple of the Set was the destruction of this Osirian, uh, not this this Osirian um, religion that had dominated the world for so long. In no way, shape, or form was he a good guy or was he a rebel in any case. But um, in the Presidio daycare, oh my goodness, I've I've seen... um, I've read stories about this from a Hollywood insider um, in my research during um, before COVID on a lot of the stuff I discovered, Michael Aquino. And um, I started reading firsthand accounts, witness testimony. One of the children that uh, was in this daycare where he had a 10 year old boy locked up in the basement of the daycare. And this other boy was forced to watch what he did to this kid. Um, and it's absolutely horrific. The yeah. amount of evil within this guy. He has passed away now. I. I don't know. Rumor, rumor has it. I, really he died of COVID. I really don't know. I haven't paid attention. Rumor has it. He died of COVID uh, a year ago. Um, he died a year ago from respiratory illness, um, which we can only hope. And, you know, like uh, Anthony LaVey, who was the founder of the Church of Satan, on his deathbed, I hope that he, when he closed his eyes, he goes, oh, no, shit, I was wrong. I hope that he sees that, and I see that. I hope that he sees that evil is not the right path in this world and that evil is going to send you to an eternity of torment and hell within your own life. And whether that's reincarnation coming back and you're that, you know, that one that is living that miserable life over and over and over again, or whether it's eternal damnation, I don't know, but people like that will definitely suffer for the crimes that they've committed. 
there's there's no question. I mean, there's there's like um, a universal justice by any other name, and and it's 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 definitely um, something that everything that I do to expose this cabal and their agenda is out of love for humanity. Mm. It's not out of bitterness. It's not out of hatred. It's not out of fear. It's it's out of just love and 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 excitement for the spiritual evolution that this is actually bringing about, the mental evolution that this is bringing. Because knowledge being our defense against mind control, we are going to evolve with this knowledge. And it's it's I'm, I'm excited where we're going from here. When I look back on those perpetrators and their um, dark energy, their low vibration, what they feel like, what it feels like to be in their presence. Is, is such a negative and they feed off of negativity. That's why they um, they like to generate fear and trauma and hatred, division, you know, anything negative. Negativity is immobilizing to us and they know that. And so they impose it and they feed off of that negativity. Well, at some point they actually literally feed off of that negativity with the adrenochrome. Mm. And um, the occultism precursor to that is something that the Clintons were heavily involved in and was part of Haitian operations and everything else. But it's a um, very, very, very dark, negative, um, very, very dark. And that's why I don't want to give them any more of my energy. That's why I don't live in fear or hatred because that's what they feed off of. I'm going to live the love I am. They can't touch me and, you know, live the love. When we all live love, that's what they fear the most. They fear the strength of the human spirit. That's where mm -hmm. we stand for what we believe in. That's where, that's where we have infinite strength with the, the, the power of love. And they fear that they cannot possess it. Even Aquino, with all of his satanic, you know, nonsense, he couldn't possess the human spirit. The only thing they can do is suppress our expression of it through mind control. Because I know from my experience in mind control that without free thought, there's no free will. With no free will, there's no soul expression, no strength of spirit, no ability to stand. That's where they want us. They want us repressed. They want us to not be able to express that. And mind control is the only way they can do it. That is why they use mind control. And so to me, they're a really dark, negative energy force that's really low vibration. And we're this, this, this brilliant, brilliant light and we're vastly different. I wonder what that means yeah. when someone like um, Aquino does leave this planet. You know, I'm, I'm glad for the children he's gone. But if, if that's the case and if, you know, what that, what that actually means, you know, I, I wonder if um, if there's such a, 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 a dark force. I wonder too sometimes, you know, like I'm not a judgmental person in that, um, you know, it's nice to think someone's gonna get one more piece of the puzzle in turn, you know, and, and say, oh my gosh, what have I done? And expose the, the whole criminal cabal, expose the satanic aspect. What went on in Haiti? What went on on Epstein Island? What went on at Bohemian Grove and all these other places where they would meet for their um, their their horrific plotting and planning of what exactly is unfolding today? 
mm-hmm. you know, with with the mass mind control and ushering in their slave society agenda, new world order, and 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 all like that. The fact is, it's just such a small handful of them. You know, if we realize our own power, um, we can stop it. We just stop complying. It's so simple when we realize they have no power. You know, and, and let's talk about that because a, a lot of your writings that you've done is on the healing aspect. Yes. And, and I'm curious to know, um, you know, what, what, what is your philosophy on healing? How do you, how do you, firstly is, and I don't want to get into the religious aspect of this, but you know, what is your spiritual belief? Do you believe that, you know, we're, we're energy beings and that we have this innate soul with inside of us and that we exist within this constructible energy vortex that we can, we can, heal ourselves from trauma or is it more integrative in the spiritual sense where there's, there's, you know, I, I want to know. So I'm, I'm just curious. Well, I, I think it's, it's crucial to be able to heal the mind first in order to, um, to understand that spiritual aspect. Mm. And then it's, it's up to each and every individual in my healing process um, in remembering the things that I was tortured to forget. And, um, the experiences that that I had, I also was. I also knew that my spirit was always in a safe, loving space. No matter what extent of torture, what near death experience that I was having for the purposes of their um, MK Ultra mind control, my spirit was always in a safe, loving mm. space. And I'm acutely aware of that now. And it's something that I I celebrate. It's um. It's like, I think people meditate or pray to go to that strength or that space. And mine's like a free wave and I'm just keeping it there. I'm keeping that wide open. I'm gonna keep living it because that's um, that's where there's so much strength that it's so much easier there. But for, I had to heal first. Yeah. And I put all religious beliefs aside. I put everything aside. Mark told me that what, you know, a, any deity is going to want you to heal first. So, you know, just set all that aside. And what that allowed is was for me to heal my brain first and heal my mind so that I could then, you know, judge that because otherwise it's jumbled with the Catholicism I was bombarded with, the pedophilia within the Catholic Church, the occultism, the Aquino stuff, everything is all just intertangled in that, you know, religious loop when in fact the reality of my spiritual experience is so much bigger than all of that belief system. Um, anyway, it's just, it's such a beautiful, amazing thing that if everybody found that within themselves again and tapped into that, you know, this would just be life. It would just, it's just so exciting. It's such a beautiful um, way to be. But Mark handed me the keys to my own mind first so that I could heal from within myself. We all have that capacity. When we realize that our bodies, minds, and spirits have this resiliency, this ability to heal, um, we don't need outside input on it. We don't need outside influence. We've got an amazing immune system. We've got um, physical capacities for maintaining our health that are um, above and beyond what pharmaceutical companies want us to know we have, you know, so that that's... um, That's a whole nother aspect of it. But Mark handed me the keys and he said, write out your memory Mm -hmm. because 
the compartmentalization of memory, the way our brains respond to trauma actually shuts down neuron pathways in the brain. And when you pick up a pen, the very act of moving a pen uses the logic part of the brain where critical analysis is, where we can analyze information and process it, which is why we got to get writing by hand back in our school systems. Mm -hmm. Typing does not do the same brain function. So anyway, I picked up a pen and I started writing out my memory. And then that opened the neuron pathways in my brain. And it allowed for this repressed compartmentalized memory to be shifted over to logic written out in front of me where I consciously could see it and gained awareness of what had happened. The, um, the methods for healing that are, are in PTSD time to heal are what Mark taught me. He couldn't release that information. When he was studying mind sciences and saw that this simple formula for healing from trauma was repressed from mental health education and from society, he was outraged. Yeah. He was outraged that people didn't have such basic knowledge on how to maintain their free thought. So he wanted to be able to release that information. He never could because he was bound by laws of sedition, but it was my experience to heal and I'm not bound by laws of sedition. So I released it in PTSD time to heal and posted it on my website as a pay what you can, if you can um, option. So everybody can have it now, regardless of income, mm. since we're all being bombarded on the income end. You know, people need to reclaim their free thought and then vigilantly protect it going forward with the, the knowledge that we gain on this mind-brain function. So writing it out was key. Then Mark told me to voice no negatives without a solution. That was just a rule, a strict rule. Because if, while I'm writing it out, it's like, oh, you know, woe is me. Oh, woe is, you know, they, no, that's not, that's counterproductive. That just keeps, Negativity is immobilizing and it would keep me immobilized. And I needed to heal really fast so that I could help my daughter, which, you know, that, that was an intense situation. It was my motive for healing love, you know, again, the most powerful force in the universe. But Mark told me voice, no negatives without a solution. So I couldn't complain. And so then I had to think of a solution. Well, I didn't have any free thought on it it made my brain fire in ways that I never had before. And it, it opened neuron pathways in my brain so that I learned to think. So to write out the trauma, I also started writing solutions mm. and I would speak in terms of, of solutions and it helped me heal. It's um, just an amazing key that we all can use today. You know, if we write out our fear, write out what, what, is keeping us immobilized, write out the trauma we've experienced, write out the trauma of loved ones we've lost and all of this, you know, write it out and write a solution. Um, then go take a walk, get out in nature, yeah. breathe in the air, take a deep breath. We need oxygen to our brain for critical analysis, free thought, which is why masks were used. That's why we were masked up because masks are used in MK Ultra. My daughter was trafficked in a mask. And it's because it depersonalizes, makes a person feel they have no voice and can't speak. But most importantly, inhibits oxygen to the brain necessary for critical analysis. Free thought. So I, 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 I know uh, 
Mark was a big part of this, and I want to ask a question on this um, because the, the process you just described right there is something I've been teaching people for two decades. And so Wonderful. this is uh, what we call casting spells. And so basically with the way it works is um, is throughout our life we have situations of fear and trauma that are induced into us. And typically what people will happen is they will focus or bring attention or attention towards those processes of fear or trauma. And then that will become their mood. And eventually from their mood, it'll become their major emotion, then their personality. And it becomes integrated into them. This is one of the aspects of mind control, which they utilize. They understood that when a person has a severe aspect of trauma, it basically shelters its real personality from that trauma and creates this kind of like little grid of neurons that begin firing together that contain that trauma within the brain. And they understood through MK Ultra, or at least for the mind control aspect, is that you could keep that person or trigger that one set of neurons to fire continuously and you could put information yes. in there. You could put orders or, or directives in there for a person to do, which would be completely shut off from the rest of their neurological mind. Um, and we in the occult sciences and in esoteric sciences, they've known this for a very long time. And one of the aspects yes. of it is that when you go through something in your life that is not conducive to your benefit, that is not helping you, healing you, benefiting you in any way, shape or form. The one thing that you do is you create the intentional body within your mind. You go out there, you project it into your imagination and you create how that scenario is going to change with solution orientation. And so if you have uh, if you're having a bad job and you hate your job and you're not making enough money you go in there and you imagine a whole different life to where you're utilizing your skill set to make more money than you've ever made before and your life is progressing and you're happy and you see yourself now you see yourself then you're feeling the emotion in between and then what you do is you take attention and you focus that attention towards the the direction of the actual physiological implementation of that and so you have to induce it into action. And one of those things that we realize is that is if we take those things that are bothering us, concerning us, that we're suffering from, the traumas in our life, and we actually use that physical process of writing, and you get it all out there with solution orientation, and that is one of the keys to it. With mm -hmm. solution orientation, all of a sudden, it begins to dissolve that neurological pattern within your brain because your mind realizes, oh, well, I don't need to protect myself from this anymore. I can just dissolve it. We can forget about it. It can go away. We're healed from it, whatever it might be. And the healing can actually begin. And then one of the other aspects is to leave it be. Yes, you, you wrote it down. What, what we do is you write it down and uh, you, you can write it down in different inks. You can use red ink, black ink, depending on which one you want it for. The solutions is red ink. The black ink is the negative aspect of it. But then what we do is we destroy it. We throw it into the fire. And you return it back to its elements because really what you're doing is you're making a physical representation of that mental pattern in your mind of that trauma. And you're writing it out into these words on this paper. And this is a physical representation. And then you burn it. You destroy it. You send it back to its elements so that it may dissolve and you can finally heal. And uh, I mean, people I know that uh, they utilize these processes and I've taught this process. They have massive levels of healing that come to their life. So I love that fact that you kind of just went, just we just had this correlation. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is... I, I know this process. So Marcus was an incredibly um, interesting human being who knew a lot about Yes, that. he was. He was a lot of fun too. And and so, you know, we always kept a good balance in our life and we, we played as hard as we worked and, you know, and, and made sure that we 
you know, got rid of stress because the stress, the magnitude of what we were doing, exposing this, this cabal so early on um, was, was very precarious and very, um, very stressful. So we always kept a good balance. And Mark told me, you know, I, to me, he was like, he was like a God, you know, he was such a hero to me when he rescued me and kept me safe and handed me these keys, you know, and he's like, you have to know who you are before you can have a relationship. So he didn't really even want to consider having any kind of relationship with me until I healed. Boy, that was a good motive to heal <laughs> again, you know? So um, he said, I don't want you one piece at a time. I want all of you at once. Mm. So you have to know who you are first. Well, I wrote out 30 years of my MK Ultra mind control and what I'd experienced. I wrote all that out. And I had to learn to think for myself again. And in that process, I had to know who I am. And people would say, oh, you got to forgive your abusers and you got to love yourself and all this. And it's like, well, I'm not going to forgive them because I don't condone what they did. I understand mm. why they did what they did. And to me, that's that's just easier. And I don't, I don't hate and I don't, that's not my space. So then they said, well, you have to love yourself. And it's like, how could I love myself after all I've been through? After all that I did under mind control, all that I did for these perpetrators, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking, the horrific things, the blackmail ops that I was used in compromising politicians and drug lords. And, you know, just the, the horrific, the horrific stuff that I, I had been, how could I love myself? And Mark told me, he said, you know, you're not responsible for what you were tortured to do under mind control and programmed to do, but you are responsible for every action going forward. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for yourself now that you are consciously aware. It's like, wow, that's like having a, a clean slate. And now I can go forward and make sure that every single breath I take is true to soul mm -hmm. and is according to my life's purpose and is with love and and still, I didn't know how I could ever possibly love myself daily. Affirmations weren't getting it. Didn't matter what other people said because I didn't have like um, an ego, which I perceived to be something people develop based on what other people think of them. And I had enough of that outside influence. I didn't need any more of that. I needed to know who I am from within. So I went to the base core energy of my being and I found that it's love, that, that energy, that place where my spirit was that safe loving space that's the energy of my being and that is love so then i just decided okay i'll just live the love i am that's a lot easier than loving myself you know so i live the love that i am and that's who i am and there i find my life's purpose and it's all so simple from that point when i don't have to count on what anybody else thinks of me in any way whatsoever so um, I'm very strong in who I am and having healed that way made me very strong. I, Mark and I weren't 50, 50. We were a hundred, a hundred. We were each complete unto ourselves and we were a powerful team and a lot of fun. We loved our differences. We loved our, um, the, our, 
gender differences. That's so cool to be able to appreciate that these days, you know? Yeah. He was so masculine and his his masculine fortitude to rescue us right out of the swamp in Washington, DC, you know, right up from under their noses. It's just it's just so cool. And at the same time he taught me love. Yeah. And he taught me that love is the most powerful force in the universe. And he lived love and animals loved him. He always had pets and they crawled all over and just loved him. You know, he was just such a good loving vibe, you know, so that doesn't have anything to do with gender. This nonsense that we're being divided by is so ridiculous. When we get to who we are, true to soul, when we get to who we are on that energy level, that's where we all unite. That's where we all have compassion for each other again, understanding. That's where we can help each other and lift each other through these pivotal times that we're all living. Each and every one of us is here at this moment in time for a reason. We have a purpose for being here and we need to find that and start living it. And it's a celebration to get to live it, the freedom to live it. Stop letting this negative, you know, low vibration force influence us by keeping us suppressed, by keeping us fearful and, and feeding their energy source. Let's live our own energy source. Let's live our love and um, unite in a common bond of freedom going forward. <laughs> well said. Absolutely well said. Um, you mentioned there is that you had to know yourself. Now, I absolutely love this. So um, the one thing that hung over the temple of the Oracle at Delphi was a Latin phrase of uh, ipsum tenotius, which means know thyself. This was also implemented within the Socr Socratic mystery schools, the mystery schools of Socrates, who also said... Um, um, he said that uh, the one thing that I know for sure is that I know nothing. And he expresses this within the mystery schools, you deep diver, is that the nothingness that you know is yourself and that you have to learn and understand who you truly are. Um, I, I explain this a lot of times on this show sometimes is that I can't know. Kathy, I can't, I can't be inside Kathy's brain and know everything that's going on. I don't know her actions, her thoughts, her feelings. But when I meet Kathy, Right. There's things about her in our interaction, our relationship that reflect within things within myself. And as they reflect within things within myself. OK, those are things that I know about myself. Those are various levels of development that I have about who I am, which means that I, the only way I can ever know Kathy is to truly know myself. And this goes for any relationship in any yes. context in our life. The only way that you can truly know another person, another human being or God for that instance is to truly know yourself. Yes, exactly. And that's that's what's so wrong, again, with, with mind control and what we're seeing in society today, because when people lose their own individual identity and they don't know themselves and they're just part of this um, genderless group um, mentality that they're trying to create us into being, um, then we lose our ability to have compassion for each other because mm -hmm. any level of mind control, whether it's robotic mind control, like I experienced, or it's information control, whatever level of mind control, because we all formulate our thoughts, opinions, and actions based on what we know. We need to know that knowledge base has been um, altered and manipulated so that we can get back to our true identity of who we are because any level of mind control at all the first thing that goes is compassion we can't see outside ourselves 
to recognize someone else. Like you said, you have to know yourself to know someone else. And that's how it works. And so if we're completely unaware of our own identity, then we can't recognize it around us. And then when we're told these divisive attitudes and this hatefulness and to blame each other for what's going on in our world, when in fact, it's just a handful of perpetrators pulling strings and manipulating our minds, then um, we're gonna be able to rise above this division that's going on and have compassion for each other. When we don't know who we are, depersonalization reaches a point where um, people don't recognize themselves in the mirror anymore. Mm. Especially that's what dissociative um, identity disorders do. They can't see themselves in a mirror and then they can't feel anymore. And I think when we see people who with, uh, with lots, a lot of piercings, um, oftentimes with tattoos, not all tattoos mean that there's cultural reasons, you know, or whatever, but still, oftentimes it's because they don't feel and they're trying to feel and they're screaming out, I can't feel, look at me, you know? And then they don't see themselves in the mirror. So look at how people are doing this clown look now, you know, it's, they don't see, they don't see that, they don't know that. So um, when we understand that, instead of being snap judging on them, and being judgmental, all of a sudden we can have compassion. It's like, oh my gosh, they're being controlled. Mm. You know, they don't know who they are at all. Um, the best thing that we can do when people are like that is to live our freedom and live the love we are and light the way forward by being that ourselves. It's really hard to tell them, well, you're under mind control. They can't hear that. They've got programs screaming in their ear a whole lot louder than anything you can share with them so the best thing we can do is just live that freedom live that love and and ignite it in other people keep this going the great awakening has reached critical mass i mean it's it's huge it's <laughs> these new world order perpetrators are panicked they're freaking out completely uh, they're they're showing their hand they've tipped their hand they've exposed their what they're doing completely they've lost control They've lost control of themselves and us. And um, this is our time to just shine that much brighter and be able to um, help those who um, are so far lost at this point because it's within us all to heal. We just need to um, have the simple tools of doing it. Number one, let's get handwriting yep. by hand back in the school systems. That's gonna help people tremendously. You know, I was asking, I have a 10, I have a 10 year old son and a nine year old daughter. And I was asking my son the other day, I said, uh, um, we drove across country. So we drove from Colorado to New York state and then from New York state back to Colorado after visiting some family and uh, every state that we went to, I'm like, you know, Hey buddy, we're in Illinois. What's the state capital? You know? And he's like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? You don't know. And he's like, we don't learn that in school. And I'm That's like, right. I was like, when I was in third grade, Third grade. Yeah. One of my tests in social studies was to know all 50 states and state capitals. And I remember because I, I was proud of myself for actually learning them. I could recite them verbatim easily. Just boom, 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 boom. Right. And uh, he's like, I don't know. We don't learn that. I'm like, do you guys do social studies? He goes, what's that? I go, do you do history class? He goes, yeah, we learn about history. And he goes, I'm like, you guys don't learn about social, like, you know, social studies, like politics and the, all, no, no, not at all. I mean, he's in fourth grade, but I remember in fourth grade, we were learning about all that stuff. 
And I'm sitting there going, oh, this isn't good. And then you add the aspect that they don't handwrite. They all have computers at their desks. Um, yeah. And, and then we have this uh, this neo, you know, the neocon agenda or the uh, the totalitarian liberalism, as Vladimir Putin calls yeah. it. Totalitarian yeah. liberalism agenda of the Teachers left. unions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in other words. You know, it's funny, too, because a lot of those people that are damaged, a lot of those people that don't know themselves, a lot of those people that have identity crises, they're the ones that I think saw an opportunity to, hey, look, you know, I'm different and it's okay instead of going out there and actually healing themselves. And they became teachers. And now they're yeah. teaching teaching our children that it's okay not to identify with yourself, not to know yourself, not to go out there and understand who and what you are. But instead, you know, you can be a freaking cat if you want to. And we'll put a litter box in the corner of the room. You can go pee and poop over there and you can look out of a milk dish at lunchtime and you can meow at people. Um, this is a reality. This is happening in our school systems. This is happening in places of business as well. Um, we have a massive crisis in our hand in the United States of America when it comes to people truly understanding the essence and who and what they truly are. And it comes back down to that one simple phrase, ipsum tenosis, or know thyself, because people truly yeah. don't understand who they are. Yes, and, and our children have been taught what to think, not how to think. And like my daughter said when she was 10 to her teacher, she said uh, that that programmed um, information is not applicable knowledge. Yeah. And it, it's, you can't do anything with that information that's just being pumped into the head. Well, in 1984, you know, ironically, the, the date, I'm sure it was no irony to them, the global education system went into the school system. And that's when the history books were rewritten. That's when Global End went in. That's when children were taught um, what to think instead of how to think. And it's, that's when it got started because um, Senator Byrd, who was my owner in MKUltra, was head of U, um, U.S. Senate Appropriations. And he decided where money was going to be spent. And he set it up deliberately for the purposes of mind controlling the children and creating three generations because, again, information, beliefs, whatever, after three generations becomes autogenic. So he wanted to do that. That's why we got these, you know, teachers that um, are perpetuating this whole thing because we've got the generational aspect yeah. where it's become um, more autogenic. But anyway, Senator Byrd set it up so that this, the state school systems became reliant on federal funding. Once they became reliant on federal funding, then the teachers unions came in. And, you know, that's when um, the... the the, the education system became um, deliberately controlled. It picked up where Hitler's youth left off mm. and it was deliberately set up that way. I know I worked under education secretary Bill Bennett and Lamar Alexander for putting in the global education program. And um, having worked under them, it's interesting to note that um, Bill Bennett was a Jesuit on the Catholic end, you know, and the Catholics are notorious for their pedophile agenda, which is a mind control agenda because they wanted to be the one world church in the new world order. And Lamar Alexander was a Satanist and they were no different. They shared the same agenda. They were going for the same cause and the same purpose. And they put the global education system into the school system. Um, that's in my testimony in Transformation of America that was censored under national security. 
you know, that they didn't want that information out there of what was done to our school system, but we need to know that. We need to arm ourselves with that knowledge because truth makes us free. Knowledge is our defense against mind control and we've got to have that full scope of knowledge. And I released it in Transformation of America in 1995, you know, and it's still available. I, the information is secured on my website uh, at trans-formation.com and is secured there. And I say that because the, not only is information censored, but it's also diluted and distorted. And my, um, my testimony has been um, given away as free eBooks um, all over the internet. And the information's distorted to promote the new world order. And it's an outrage to me to have survived so much to have given that testimony and to see it distorted. But nevertheless, I don't want truth out there. So, you know, again, I've got it secured um, on my website so that people know exactly what's been going on, who's behind this. It's the same handful over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's inexcusable that we haven't locked up the Clintons. You know, it's just, and we'll find that it's Democrats and Republicans both. I mentioned, I, I've mentioned here, both Democrats and Republicans, because the New World Order knows no party lines, That's right. knows no, um, knows no national sovereignty. They certainly don't care about, you know, so-called political party. Well, they don't care about life. They don't care no. about. Yeah, they don't care about life. They don't care about. Um, your feelings, they don't care about your country, your freedoms, your rights. All they care That's about right. is the progression of their agenda, whatever that might be at that time. Um, yeah. Kathy, this was wonderful. This was this was a fantastic show. I had an absolute blast talking to you. Um, and I'm going to bring you on back on again. We're going we're gonna to talk some more because I think there's a lot more to uncover here and to really talk about. Um, and I think you have a lot more to say, which is awesome because... You know, one thing that, and I'll tell you this, you, you have this, this essence to you that just reverberates off of you, right? I don't know if you realize this, but it was just kind of like this, this free will empowerment, right? You have this, this level yeah. of empowerment within yourself that shines from your center. And it, it's amazing to watch it because when you begin to talk, you don't just talk the talk or hear yourself talk or have others hear you talk. You talk because it's passion and emotionally oriented because it's what you believe to be the self-evident derivation of truth. And that is something more that people in this world need to do. A, a, a note that people need to take of how themselves should be is that anything that you go out there that people do in their life is take that orientation and approach bring about that level of, of deep desire, emotional, uh, of emotional significance, of passion, right? Allow it to shine through you in everything that you do because that's how we truly learn who we are because the reflections that come about from our reality of us being in our natural state of existence is the reflection of who we are and how a better way to learn who we are than through that process. So I appreciate you so much, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Freedom should never be taken for granted. Celebrate it always. Absolutely. Uh, for everybody else out there from, one second, Kathy. For everybody else out there waiting for uh, Fringe After Dark in 30 minutes from now, we are suspended on YouTube. 
uh, our primary channel. So that will be on Zoom only tonight. You can find that on socialredpill.com. Uh, I'll open it up to everybody who wants to join socialredpill.com and the Zoom link will be posted here in just a little bit. So feel free to join in that. That'll be in 30 minutes from now. Much love, respect. God bless everybody. Y'all take care. Thank you so much again, Kathy. Good night, guys. Thank you.